Hello, welcome to the 40k Jason show. I'm one of your hosts, Rob. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Val Huffelfinger. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Magnum, Magnum PI cosplay show today, guys. We dis- Although we discussed this, that's not the case. Can, can we spot the inaccuracy in the cosplay costume? What's hint? What what are we looking at? Chat, chat. What's inaccurate about this ball cap? If I'm cosplaying. Tom Selleck and Magnum P.I. I'll let them discuss. <clears throat> I don't think that's going to translate. <laughs> we were... We, we were... Oh, someone's going to nail it. Don't worry. Uh, we were... Uh, you, were, you I believe, uh, compared me instead to the character of Ty in uh, Caddyshack, mm-hmm. which I, I demurred. I suggested that I was... I, if anybody, I probably was more of the Rodney Dangerfield character. And then we were talking a little bit about Caddyshack. And you said you, you'd watch the uh, the documentary on the making of, so I think all of my anecdotes won't be unique to you. Uh, yes, it, very good. You guys should uh, 100% uh, check it out. I obviously play Bill Murray uh, in this reenactment. Um, you know, just a loner, obsessed with a gopher. Um, uh... And he said to me, Gunga, Gunga Gulanga, which means... <laughs> You will achieve eternal peace. So I got that going for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite bits about Caddyshack is that um, Rodney Dangerfield, God rest his soul, his barbiturate ridden soul, um, was, uh, he, he was really, it was his first film role, if I'm not mistaken. Was it? And Yeah. And, and so when he was on set, he was doing his bits. And then like, Afterwards, he walk. He would. He would walk out of the of the shooting area and be like, "God, I'm bombing out there. No one's laughing." And and uh, and then so it had to be like, "Rodney, it's a movie. Like, no one's allowed to laugh." <laughs> uh, which I can see being like, if you're a stand-up and like you're like you're used to having you know that instant feedback, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I gotta resub my crappy sub. Wow, rude. Uh, while you do that, I'm gonna take the opportunity mm-hmm. to thank everyone in the chat for being here. Uh, I'm gonna say hello to everyone. W. Sorrent, I win in T Man Cash, Rambo Squirrel, Pragmatic. What's up? Uh, loads of love, Warhammer Rob, and thank you to Bob Ross for donating two pound sixty nine to the computer fund, which is nice. Uh, and Kill Panic um, is. Uh, uh, says he's sorry uh, that your computer broke, but he likes uh, streaming from the workshop. Val's first actual view inside the TSN arena that wasn't via our behind-the-scenes vid. Um, so yeah, like your first, your first look. Hey, Dan Brook, Fat Dingo, Angle What's... Rider. Thanks everyone listening to the podcast, and obviously everyone on YouTube. Big love to you, thugs. Um, uh, Falcon is away today, correct? Because he's avoiding. This is what I've heard. He's avoiding telling us whether or not he has watched Peep Show, uh, which is uh, uh, we we got at him last week. We got him to bit a bit of this is all the Tuesday show really is now. Val trying to get Falk to to watch the Peep Show, and I don't think he's going to do it, and I don't think you're going to do it. But one day we'll get you both, is what we'll say. It's like after this show ends, I go into a wormhole. And then I'm back at the beginning of the show. <laughs> so between the two things um, is only a memory that I then recount here. 
And obviously, I'm never afforded the opportunity to watch anything because that time does not exist. Mm, you're like in a low-key situation. Yeah. Well, the, the new, oh, the like new Loki lo- series like, is to do like with time. Lo- Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I thought you were like, low-key. No, this is... But I made a reference low key. post-2005, and I know that will make you livid. Uh. <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> I, got, I know a few things after 2005, at least till um, everything got hopey changey in 2008. I paid pretty close attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how have you been? Have you been well? More or less well. More or less well. Everything over here at the Heffel household is uh, is all at, at, at titter. We're, uh, we're getting ready to sell current house. Yeah. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff going. I don't understand all the Jimbo stuff. Have you been following the Jimbo stuff? The, Sorry, the, thank you, chat. The, Rambo Squirrel. The Jim Vessel stuff. Yeah. I have been following uh, elements of the Jim Vessel stuff. This is very strange, strange East Coast, West Coast beef. Well, actually, it's more like East Coast, no coast. <laughs> I think it's all Midwest guys. <laughs> um and uh, it's a very strange beef that has reignited after two years, like at least a year and a half. About some beef. Yeah, uh, about some beef. Like, I, I honestly, I don't know, like, uh, what any of it is. Like, uh, I, I obviously, we get so much media from America and we don't understand uh, really what's going on. It just seems like everyone kind of cheats but everyone's kind of okay with it as well. It's generally how it seems from a European perspective. It's kind of like, you know, they all cheat, but it's kind of okay. And it's like, oh, but if you call out cheating, uh uh-oh, that's the drama. The cheating's not the drama, but calling out the cheating's the drama is the issue. But no, because in this scenario, well, I mean... I'm not just talking about this situation, I'd like to point out. I'm talking about all situations. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> so many things. Um, so many things. One, one hot minute. <laughs> Valley is actually just Sorry, currently, that... uh, just currently getting his debrief from the FLG head network. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just, I'm, uh, is your producer I'm off screen? Words. Hello? Stop talking. What Stop is talking? our position okay, yeah. on this situation? Yeah. What was that? I I have to. I'm the one who decides the. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> bad. 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 Um. No. What I was going to say is twofold. One. Okay. It's a year and a half old beef, and in this particular case, Robbo. Yeah. Um. Both sides claim the other one cheated, from what I can tell. Oh, nice. So one, or or at least one guy. Like I think the whole thing was, uh, essentially at Nova there was, a purported scoring sheet entry error oh. which was then uh which i believe the accusation maybe i'm paraphrasing wrong here pete if you're watching you can you can rephrase it for me i believe the accusation is then pete used the i mean <laughs> yes peter did this jim used the weight of his personality and at the time ascendant itc fame and clout to pressure and uh, the to pressure the uh powers that be overnight to change the score to one more favorable to the, uh, at the time, legendary Jim Vessel. And um, subsequently, it keeps coming up as being, um, I mean, Pete called it the, quote, Jim Vessel rule in the, uh, in that the pack now calls out 
that you can't that they won't change a score once it's entered, so it better be right. That's on the GW pack and the Nova pack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, um, for some reason, Jim brought this up on a show, one of his shows. And someone was watching, apparently, and uh, it got back to the guys who were involved in their team. Mm-hmm. So now, like, the guy who was the other player who had to change the score or, or did change the score uh, and his, like, posse are, are popping off on a couple different podcasts. It's it's a, it's a real good little spicy bet. You can check out the Flying Monkey podcast if you're, if you're into this kind of hot goss. And I'm pretty sure Jim's probably live streaming right now, uh, just talking about it. <laughs> well, I don't know any of this. Um, and also, Jim, I think, explains it on his um, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, so that's Duplicity Paints. Um, so anyone who wants some spice melange and wants to wants mm. to get themselves buried in it. Personally, for me, I don't know enough about the situation. So, like, like I don't know what the hell's going on. What are you talking about, man? I just gave you the I just gave you the all the details. I just laid it you down. You gave me for you your right details. There. I don't I don't know what the details are. Uh because everyone half knows some details, and I think that's always something to be conscious of, is all I'm gonna say. Um so like whatevs. Plus it's just America Val. Like it's just constant. You haven't had like the 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 North American circuit is all we've got is um uh Well you guys just aren't you guys are, hey, no, just, we've got uh, some. We've got Patrick, San Filipino. Long may he never play Warhammer. Uh, we've got Alex uh, Harrison. He's he's pretty good at doing that sort of stuff as well. The bottle gate. Um, you got the slow playing uh, orc player. The Italian fella. Uh, there's the Italian fella. There's also the British fella. Very, very highly ranked at times. The Patrick fella. Um, uh, shares my actual name, as a matter of fact. Does he? Mm-hmm. I don't know who he is. I don't want I don't know. Yeah, I, think- I don't know if he is a cheater or actually a slow player. He just I think he's a bit he's the only guy to ever turn down an interview for Stat Center because he didn't think we were cool enough. So I'm just gonna read he's out, like, I'm, gonna read like, out a- I'm gonna read out Nikos's point without prejudice. Problem with cheating in the USA is that all the top TOs are in on it. As long as the top talent keep whine- winning Oh, whining's also a good uh, misread there. <laughs> well done me. They will turn a blind eye as they'll keep profiting from the talent attending their events, bringing the crowds and also aliens revolved. Couldn't agree more on all of the I will points. Now read, I will now read just Nikos's comment with prejudice. <laughs> Problem with cheating in the USA <laughs> is that all the top TOs are in on it. As long as the top TOs keep winning, they'll return a blind eye and they will keep profiting talent from the talent attending their events, bringing the crowds and also aliens are involved. That's getting clipped. That's uh, thanks Twitch chat. Just throw the clip on there. I haven't got any buttons because the computer's broken. Otherwise, I'd clip it. But I'm just going <laughs> to clip that for no context. So uh, you're just recording from an organ grinder right now. <laughs> it's actually dancing. It's actually from the school computer <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> it's where I record. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's the till machine. Uh, is what I'm live streaming from. So that's uh, right. Uh, <laughs> so he has to keep ringing in donuts as people come into his his morning cafe. Wish we were selling donuts. That would be sweet ass. No, we uh, actually uh, operated like. So I held an event at the weekend, Val. I know this is uh, 40k adjacent. There's some things to bring up real quick, uh, but it's one of the mm-hmm. things we were going to talk about. Um, and uh, I just was uh, because of COVID restrictions. Still, I was a tea coffee man. 
uh, but also most importantly, beer man. So I was uh, I was uh, the the waitress. Um, I think I did quite a good job at it. It was quite nice. Uh, but Lovely. yeah, just a bit of table service for the guys. I thought, that, and they quite enjoyed that. Uh, I thought that was nice. So you sell you, you sell hooch too on the side? No, don't sell hooch. No, we just give away free beer. Oh, okay, that's cool. Kind of included with the ticket price. Oh wow! Wow, wow, wow! A little Sainsbury Lager. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I just assume there's a a home brand. Did it, Sainsbury isn't that a isn't that like a grocery chain there? Uh, I, when I, I lived in the UK for 30 seconds, and uh, we used to buy Sainsbury brand vodka. Wow. Is it Sainsbury? Sainsbury? Sains, I might Sains, just be saying it it's, wrong. It's, it's Sans uh, Banger. Sans Banger. Sans Banger. I don't know where you got the uh, word anyway, from. Sains, Sans Banger. Sans Banger. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a silent girl. It's a silent, uh, silent girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, that would be a great idea. Doing some uh, 40k themed donuts. I'm really into that. Wouldn't probably mm-hmm. eat the um, icing filled uh, Sinesh donut. Uh, it's probably not what we would do. Um, uh, uh, we need more table service for future AOS events. This Hams fan all new ability stopping me going to the bar and pie shop. Hams fan agreed. There's gonna be so much to do. Uh, dietary calories. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, talking about uh, some stuff, I, we could talk about events, but I'd like to just kind of bring something up with you. Wednesday night, Val Huffelfinger, yeah? Wednesday night, 6 yeah. p.m., we get the live, live reveal of Warhammer Plus. Warhammer Double Deuce. Yeah, Warhammer. Je suis plus. Je suis plus, plus. Plus, plus. Are you, are you how, what do you think it might be? Are you confident? Like, what are you thinking? What am I plus? Uh, what are you thinking? I'm hopeful, but, you know. What are you I hopeful for, though? Like, that's the question. Like, where are you at? What are you hopeful question. for? What am I hopeful for? Actually, to be honest, if I'm being completely, legitimately honest with you, for whatever reason, this has not captured my imagination. And I don't think that's, that is not a slight on anyone um or criticism on anyone but for like i haven't even watched the preview reels and i don't know why and i keep being like oh i should go watch the cool animation of the stuff i love and i just haven't gone and, and looked at it i won't lie i'm a complete sucker and i will probably subscribe to whatever stuff they pour into my warhammer trough mm-hmm. that i just eat the slop from all the time um but uh you know yeah just Pour it in there. Mix it in with like a big, it's not even like a shovel. It's just a big old stick. Nice. It's just sort of swirling around, and I just I just take it. I'm a White Dwarf subscriber. Okay, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I, am sh- I am surprised. I don't know what to expect. I assume there's going to be good, and there's going to be, there's going to be a little bit of good and a lot of bad, but that's every streaming platform. Okay. I. We can cover all the normal criticism of why I think this would have been a much better opportunity to just be somewhere for for the broader public to see. So that way, you know, you're not just winning over already converted fans. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, obviously they got an idea for it. And um, let's see what's up. Okay. I think think it's been covered, like, too. I'll be interested to see how fast they can keep the – because that's one hell of a content furnace. 
you know, like keeping animation uh, uh, going at a good pace is really, really tough. So, like, are they going to uh, are they going to keep up? That's that's going to be interesting. So we'll see. Ooh, I'm getting called a shill. Awesome. <laughs> in in by comedic effect. By comedic, oh, yeah. Diadrin Diadrin has a sense of humor. It's not it's not malicious. Mm. Uh, we have this mm-hmm. thing in in the mm-hmm. UK we call sarcasm, where the things we it sounds like we're saying <laughs> really... are negative. However, sometimes they're meant in a funny contextual. It's it's, it's a whole thing. This probably won't I catch truly, on. I truly have spent too much time with Americans. If I no longer am detecting sarcasm, <laughs> also the internet I think killed sarcasm for me. Maybe maybe twenty twenty seemed... also killed satire at least. Um, no, irony died in September 11th. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. That was the end of irony. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Don't you remember that? Comedy is dead. It was actually, that's something that a lot of people watching probably don't remember. But nonetheless, it was a very, very, very tragic time. Yeah. And irony died. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> in context, Val. Thanks very much for boarding my child. Let me save that for myself for later. Uh, that Lovely. little quick uh, Twitch clip. Appreciate you. We'll get that. Where were we? Uh, Warhammer Plus. What about you? Are you are you uh, excited to see at least what what's going to happen? I'm kind of I'm curious to see what they're doing. I'm always fascinated to watch their decisions and business practices and stuff. I'm, l- I'm less bothered. Like I, I told you that I'm I, I've made like a, a concerted effort to be less bothered about what the company does wholesale and care more about the game. Like I'm uh, like I'm mm-hmm. more interested in what a data sheet is and. And how to paint a mini than I am about like the business decisions of a company that I think has got provable chops of being pretty bad at business decisions. Like continuously, like Age of Sigma, like, Val, we've just released. Uh, now we haven't said that we're not selling digital copies of uh, Age of Sigma books. It's not been said, but they also is it looking that way? Or are they looking like they're getting rid of their really good model? Yeah. So uh, the pre-orders went up on Saturday with no option to buy the digital versions of the core rulebook of the GHB. Um, what about the app? Nope. The app, not, the app going? The app? Not inside. I imagine we're going to find out on Wednesday. And honestly, I'm a little bit concerned about the app going behind a paywall because actually it's probably been the very best way for hobbyists Absolutely. to get into the the game Absolutely. like Age of Sigmar was flawless just for people who might not know the Age of Sigmar app is amazing there is a list building version of it in built in but you pay like up 99p a month for it and don't use it because it's terrible because you can just use War Scroll Builder on the website for free Age of Sigmar has been in my opinion Val compared to 40k in a beautiful place since its launch really in that there was a there was a building website which was War Scroll Builder which initially when we were doing homebrew points um, they were all hosted on there, and then Games Workshop uh, bought kind of, kind of uh, well, didn't buy them. Is outsourced. Tony does work for them, and, and they, I don't think they pay him or whatever, uh, which is great, and he should be. Uh, also, they embedded it yeah. on their website, so the the per- it was such a hopeful moment. It was such a hopeful moment mm-hmm. when that happened. I was just like, this is awesome. Like, keep doing it. And they basically they basically outsourced um, you know the points in general from the what was it the South South Coast GT or whatever the hell it was whatever you won by accident. Yeah. Huh? Um, Fluke. They, uh, they, you know, like I, that was just a really, really hopeful moment. I thought, I thought that there was going to be a, 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 a chance for them to do a lot of stuff like that and just get the solutions the community created and plug them in. Would love to see more of it. In fact, getting back to Warhammer Plus, looks like that's what they're doing here as well. Um, 
which should keep their production costs down a little bit. So we'll see how it goes. Well, yeah, like, but uh, so like, I just hope that they don't change the model. I would love them to put that model in 40k. If I'm 100 percent honest, I think, I think, I think, looking at, even though I think all of the flavor of 40k units are actually trapped inside the codex as opposed to put on their data sheet. Um, mm. And someone brought up something really good, actually. Someone, uh, it was one of the um, Skaven lads from the weekend, George. It was one of the Carly brothers. We had two guys come and play Skaven here. The Carly brothers are great uh, from Wales. They zero three to every game and they didn't give a shit. They were like, lol, we're hilarious. Look at our rats. Like, great guys. Um, but we were talking about, because they're also 40k players, and we were talking about right. um, one of whom we featured, I can't remember which one of the two it was, we featured when we did coverage uh, in Wales. I don't know if you remember, we did uh, a Necron, we were doing multi-table coverage, and uh, we had uh, a Necron army on, and it got such a kicking in round one, I was like, Leave him on there, boys. Let's see how he does in round two. And then he played like an orc buggy list, and it went the same. And they were like, "We can't put him on for a third game. That's just mean." Like, but it was really funny. Uh. Uh, <laughs> but he made a really good point, actually. I, what do you think about this? Go ahead. So now I, this is no criticism of forty k. It's not a criticism, but I've always said I would prefer uh, the stratagems to be on the data sheets. I think the data sheets are fairly bland. They don't have a lot of like flavor. I think the best version of Age of Sigmar or 40k or any war game I've played to this date is that you have your core rules and then all you do it as little stuff that's additional in the codex as possible, like as little like universal special rules or anything else, whatever. Um, <clears throat> on top, although I like sub-factions for making it so you can change the internal parity of a book, but that's a side note. Yeah. The, I just want like them to have like rules that are on the data sheet so that like, if you can um, I don't know, like fight twice, like or like, you know if you get hit, you get re-rolls after you've been hit or something masochistic like that on a session unit or something, they're all on the data sheet that's yeah. where the flavor lies. I would love that, and then and then you don't have to remember the flavor if you like the rules. If you don't if you don't uh, remember it, right? You're just like I'm putting this unit on. They're going to do their thing. They've got this extra stuff. Do you know what I mean, like it's just a cool way of doing it. Um, but anyway, uh, and, that, and I think that was that was the design direction that they set out with. I think um, in both AOS and 40k, and I feel like immediately sort of change change direction and i am not really sure why um because like i the initial obviously the indexes were literally that and when when eighth edition 40k launched uh you know there's only the data slates there were no you know faction rules or whatever and then as as the books iterated throughout eighth edition you got more and more layered rules over top of those data slates as opposed to, like you said, you know, adding uh, more uh, greater density of rules on each sheet, which I think would allow for, uh, and I'm going to use the the trigger word balancing. But yeah, if you if you contained more of what a unit was capable within its data slate, it would be easier to understand what a fair cost for it would be, and the more that you add to a unit with free rules, the more destabilizing that is. Yeah. Um, so, because it's hard, unless you uh, ascribe points to the, to the rules, which is something that I think AOS does, right? Like you, isn't there, isn't there points for like detachments or like, well, no, they've actually, they've actually stuff? gone now. Um, they've, 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 okay. they've they, they're out of the system. Um, but yeah, like I, I think, uh, like Nick is saying, some strats are unit specific. 
and those should just be on the data slates, um, uh, but still having generic all-purpose strat switching modules in different units is cool with me as well. Like that's cool with me. I just think I just think there's so much flavor you could write on the data sheet and on the war score. But my point is just relaying back to Warhammer Plus and the app. The thing that I find mm-hmm. most exciting is when you when on the free app when you're scrolling on it, it's amazing. So if you guys have never used it, I'll just quickly show on the screen. Not that it'll make much sense. So there it is. Just just works at the press of a button terrible optimization obviously but that's fine doesn't matter right and then i click on like this fella bosh and then i'm reading like all these kind of cool rules so like all of that's free and i'm just reading Mm. and then i think i really want to get those guys like i like look at the model on the web store it's on my computer then look at my phone and i'm like okay beast lord what does he do oh he's really bad i won't get him like you know (laughs) right but then great bray shaman and i'm like Oh, he's got Devolve as a spell. I will use him. What a great guy. Like, and it's so fun. And I just think that, like, anyway, I think that they're missing a trick in understanding that that has been a vehicle for me buying miniatures for years and lots of my friends. And I think if you Mm -hmm. paywall it all and then Warhammer Plus is going to be an additional paywall, like it's going to be a paywall to a paywall. Um, I think that they don't really well, understand what their, I, I, their key point is, right? But hopefully they just think, do you know what? We'll make enough money off the paywall that it doesn't matter on the lost revenue, right? There's, There's been some market research, I assume, Val. There has. They've, they've done the math. What do you think? Maybe. Um, I think... It depends. Like, is is Warhammer Plus has it been announced as going? Is it like their super app? Like, is it everything together in one spot, or is it just going to be their media? I I had assumed it was just the media. No, no, no. They actually made they made the announcement. I don't know if anyone's got the link in the chat. Um, but they they said that it was going to be um, uh, lots the of super app. It was going to be a super app. So it's going to be uh, okay. uh, exclusive miniatures. Um, uh, was one of the things that they said. Um, and I think that that will just get them like a ton of those hobbyists that just like need to get everything. Um, I assume both the apps mm-hmm. are going to go behind. So, you, so when you subscribe to the uh, the forty k app, you pay for your my you actually pay via my Warhammer account, right? That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I assume that you're just going to have the Warhammer Plus is just going to be your my Warhammer account, and then it'll just be a. Uh, I imagine there'll be a buy-in subscription for everything. And then there might be like different tiers for different things, maybe. But, yeah. Uh, but I think. I mean, uh, like, yeah, a global a global sub, especially for rules. I mean, sign me up. I mean, I'd pay them Netflix money for for you know a, a drip of everything that um, you know 40k has to offer, and I think that would be a really you know enticing business case for them if they were so inclined uh, to to consider it. Um, I don't know. I, I suspect these are all going to be siloed things, but we'll see. I guess that's one of the fun things about figuring out what's going to happen on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of curious. I, I think there are definitely lots of ways they can do this. As a company, just as an observer, they do tend to, I think, um, uh, go back to existing sort of client bases a lot. Um you know, to try and try and hit them up and really, you know, maximum once once they've got once they got somebody, <clears throat> you know, like they really they really do a lot of stuff to try and maximize what they can get out of that that existing person. And that can be a big turnoff over a long period of time. And I think the good times that we've had up and up until well, even now, uh, you know, the good times that we've had, I think, has been um, during a phase of time where they've been a little bit more expansionary. They've opened things up. Um, they've, they've re reimagined how rule systems worked, all that kind of stuff. And so it was exciting and new people were coming in and I just hope that 
that level of excitement stays and then it doesn't become a walled garden where only people who are really into this are the ones who care because that's not necessarily going to be like the wildly crazy exponentially growing scene. So I just hope they just keep that up. Keep, keep attracting in new people. Keep it like super thrilling. Keep this thing blown up because for make it confusing. I don't know how it is. Make it so the first couple of hundred pounds or bucks they spend is basically wasted. So they got to restart. Like that's clever. That's well, clever. You walk into a restaurant, you know, and they just immediately sit down. They charge you twenty five pounds. The appetizer is like, three thousand dollars. You're like, you're like, what? I, I've just sat down. Like, and they're like, and actually, this isn't even really the restaurant. It's over there. <laughs> and then they take you through a tunnel, which they charge you for. Get to the <laughs> other one, uh, and then they pay. But whatever. We'll, we'll whatever. see. But I mean, that that has. I mean. The deeper you go, that is always the key. that has always been the case with this. It is a, it is a series of escalating ta- like costs that it's like hey you, you like that check this out you like that check this out and they actually they have a very like really tiered uh, on ramp now with all of the various skirmish and um, and specialty games and stuff. So like in the context of like if if the assumption is that you're starting with AOS or 40k. Mm-hmm. It's it it is absolute like it's 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 confounding to think that like someone would just dive into a two thousand point tournament army. Um, but that's I don't what know the, that's like that's the media that's the media you consume, right? Like other than the law videos or whatever. Like, yeah. You you uh or, or the painting. Do you know what? Like ah, oh, who knows? Who knows? I just know. Get, I just know that yeah. getting people in a room playing Warhammer is peak Warhammer to me. Maybe to you it's at so home, fun. it's sitting. And it's painting, and maybe it's reading the story or whatever it is. But getting a group of people, men, women, children, whatever, in a room playing Warhammer is peak Warhammer to me. It's what I love about it. It's the mm-hmm. entire like drive of my uh, everything I do. So nothing I don't do isn't colored by that being the cornerstone of, of what I'm about. Um, and so some of the stuff doesn't make any sense to me. Like I don't sit and watch painting videos. Uh, although I did watch one the other day by the Cult of Paint because of my Cruel Boys Summer hashtag uh, Cruel Boys Summer, um, uh, <laughs> who aren't looking great, Val. You know when you get like the the people who are like I fucking cracked it, boys. Like I've I've decided to get to this army and they're super stonks. They're like really good. I'm on the other side of that, unfortunately. I'm like hopeful. I'm just really hopeful. Um, uh, it's just not looking. Anyway, I kind of want to go back to yeah. um, uh, go back to kind of my point. Sorry about the data sheets, if I could, because we kind of rambled. Oh, data data sheets. Okay, data yeah, sheets. Go ahead. Data. Yeah, yeah. Data. data. Commander data. Data. Also, have you tried sharing your Warhammer account with anyone yet? Really easy. No, just FYI. No, Robo. I have not. I have not done that. Thank you. Okay. Just thought I'd let you know it's really easy to do. Like if you had like a local <laughs> friend who was like, "Oh, what's the, what's the?" <laughs> I don't have anything on it. There's nothing to share. I got nothing on there. Well, imagine no, how. Imagine how single, good it would be own, from Warhammer Plus. I don't own a single thing from from Ninth Edition yet, and um, one day maybe I'll have a Codex Orcs. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I can get one. Um, but that's that's basically that'll be the first book I'll have to even have in there. Yeah. Okay, well, in the in the in the app, uh, by the way, Diadrin in the chat is uh, who's a legend. By the way, is having a bit of an issue um, with actually getting his app to work, uh, which is uh, a thing. But anyway, that doesn't mm-hmm. my point. So the the great guys, I already went on this. Uh, I, I started this tangent maybe thirty five minutes ago, but I'll go back to it. The great the the Carly brothers were talking about the fact that they find the previews for forty k 
way less interesting. And I was like, huh, why? Like, what is it about them? They were like, okay, so talking about new orc boys, you and me can kind of get this, right? This is this is our world, right? Yeah. New yeah, orc. You you have my attention. Okay, new orc boys. So for for uh, for we'll, we'll compare the cruel boys to the new orc boys as an example, right? right. So cruel mm-hmm, boys, mm-hmm. um, uh, they've got like uh, they do mortals on sixes to hit, right? Um, but there's also like a swamp boggler character that can do this like magic spell that makes like the enemy minus to charge, but you get plus to charge, right? Global, and you're like, okay, so mm-hmm. like the mechanics like do all these things. You're like, okay, very interesting. However, with 40k, it's like it's plus one toughness, and you're like, okay, and they were like, they're like, it's inherently less exciting to see some of the 40k previews. Their points, by the way, and I'm, it's still something I was thinking about. I, like they said it, and I was like, "Huh, that's a really good point." Like, because you're just talking about the math when you just say boys are now plus one toughness. You're like, "Okay, so you're winning me on th- you're winning me on fours, or you're winning me on fives, or whatever it is." Yeah, and you're like, "Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, the math is good," but like it doesn't really. I, I guess it does in your brain. It kind of like adds this, like they're more bulky and tough. But like, I feel like the rules. I guess it's like good writing or a good speech or anything like that, like, it evokes imagery, right? I don't know if this is too high-minded and I'm being a wanker about it, and that's probably true, but, like, you would hope that the rules evoke, like, imagination, because the thing is a static model, and so the yeah. the rule kind of is the vehicle for that. 100%. And I don't know what you thought about that. I don't know if that made you, um, you've got any thoughts on that? I, I hear... I hear what you're saying, and I, my gut, my gut reaction to that will be. I, I don't know if you remember a few few uh, weeks back, for whatever reason, I counted every data slate available to each faction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in in 40k, and um, I think there's a. I, I'd be interested to compare to AOS because all of the AOS ranges are so new. So outside of you know Stormcast Eternals, I, I'd be I'd be surprised if there's much more than. 20 data slates a faction would would even 20 be an exaggeration for some of them i would think so you have because you have a condensed um you know unit selection um you can have it so that each unit actually has a very specific function within the force whereas when you have something like space marines which have some innumerable hundreds of of data slates you you have so many different things that you have there that the differentiation between them is it's, it's much harder to get a difference between all of them so like even orcs are an example i think they have 60 or so if, if memory serves um different data slates um that are all essentially like any infantry piece is essentially an orc boy plus hmm. right so like the t5 stuff is interesting but at the same time like an orc boy itself has to just essentially be whatever the baseline is because then on top of that you've got the orc boy with a rocket pack you've got the orc boy with metal legs the orc boy with with uh you know camouflage the orc boy with a blowtorch you know like so like all of those things layer off of that just because of how big the model range is whereas in sigmar it's so much it's so much tighter that each unit can be so much more important to have such more specific things to do rather than it being over everything. I think that's Does just, that make any sense? Uh, yeah, I just think that that's a bit like lazy, right? Like, they, they, like not your point, well-constructed, articulated, and and uh, very, very well made. So just kudos. Uh, I just more mean that... I, I just more mean that, like, 
for a company that made an additional hundred million pounds like last year or whatever, like to say like, ugh, they just don't have the time or the resources is at this point, I think that like, there's no way anyone. I don't think anything. And I don't think anything I just said has anything to do with whether or not they have time or resources. What I mean, it has what, to do with... I, what I mean is, is like the quality of those, like, and also the way to make them more interesting just requires more resources throwing at it to achieve that. G- is what I'm saying? Like you're like, oh, do you remember? You're the, like, do you remember the RTS? Do you remember the RTS Total Annihilation? No. Remember that? Total Annihilation was an RTS that came out, and its big deal was that it had a billion unit types. And I will note that you do not remember what it is. I do. I, yes. Uh, you probably have heard of and remember a game called StarCraft, in which you have an incredibly tight game. Never played with either. Limited unit choice. I know, but you probably know one and you don't know the other. Uh, yeah. And I think, um, and I think, I think the reason, and I'm, of course, there's a lot of love for Total Annihilation in the chat, so my my, my point is immediately disproved. But nonetheless, when you have, and I think we both would agree on this, the tighter the, the, the variables that you're working with, the more constraints you have, usually the better the game you can have because your choices and the economy of choice is tighter. Only, so only, only, only at the 10% end. Like for the, for the everyone else is my point. Like, especially for like the creating a story narrative slash making models interesting with rules like you like yeah you could re- you could keep reducing the game down so it's less interesting um but the decisions are more impactful top end and then you get a better game for top end gamers but for a better story driven game which this is i sometimes think we don't remember that and we we move away from that like a little bit yeah it is to do with the story like that but the guy the guy rap boys points were <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> i'm not calling you the rap boys forever but like the uh, the point was is that they're less uh, motivated less interested less excited by it and i can completely uh, like get that because for me the thing that i love most about this is yes i love the mechanics and i love how the game works but it's so much more exciting when the mechanics are tied to something that's interesting and aren't just shoot twice fight twice right those aren't interesting those like those aren't where they're at in my head and i think you could spend more time and resources to make the game broader because they do make it broader right they add you're like you're like you're like oh it's tighter but it's not really because there's 30 there's like a billion different supplements and then you've got your like whatever the... i never say I, I you you again I, aos apologies. Is a tighter game apologies yeah that's what that's what I, my point is is that you you get a better game design because of the fact that aos is an evolving basically from scratch game i just think and so I just, it makes sense to me yeah i just think you could, would, i think you could spend tight. my point is with the resources is i think you could these things that i think you could solve again it was just a really well-made point and i was like huh because i was excited i was like Tavros five and then i was like but i'm not interested about like they're beast snaggers right like do they get plus one to like wound against monsters or like reroll ones to wound against monsters like because they're like they're, no, exactly yeah. do you know what i mean like fight a monster you like you like you love Wait, fighting it, monsters. It, Have a thing that makes you fight monsters. Here's what I don't understand: why 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 do they refuse to retire models? Oh, that's what I don't. Get. That's such a good point. Talk to me about that. Well, I, like so to this point, and I think this is why I ultimately do agree with these guys. But I'm trying to trying to understand, like, so why why would why would to me what is an incredibly awesome universe with so much neat stuff happening? How could it be possible that? Every single thing that happens in it isn't exciting, which, by the way, I do find pretty damn exciting. But uh, to his point, each unit right now, like if you look at the Space Marine lineup, and they've they have legended a fair amount of stuff from it. 
But like, there's no reason really why there should be two different kinds of Marines, you know, aside from a fear that it's going to, that they were going to like annoy their user base because of probably some trauma caused by exploding the fantasy universe. But like, like really there should just be primaris Marines and the old line of Marines should be relegated to history. This is something that any other game would have done like anything. Anyone would have done this, you know, like you don't play with the same edition of magic in, in, in current magic. If you want to get out the old favorites, you can play in tournaments where that's the thing, but you don't just always use the, the old cards don't stay in production forever. And now we're seeing, I think, something a little better, which is like they're replacing the models and not creating a redundant extra unit choice for them. So it's like if you want to upgrade your boys, we're going to be able to upgrade the boys. And because of modernity, we're just going to want to do that. So like that to me is the way to do it. Like just have a better looking model that everyone's going to want. Mm-hmm. And and let and let the people who who are who just refuse to buy new models not upgrade, but get rid of the old models. Like you don't need to keep selling two ranges of Space Marines. Like I don't, I don't think that needs to happen. If it was tighter, then then yes, then like oh the Impulsor is exciting, but now it's like yeah, but the Rhino's cheaper and it does just as much, so we're gonna go with that. And who gives a shit? Like we have the Rhino. Like. You know, like you know what I mean. Like it, it just. I would say, I would say that there's that everything is just very when you don't when you have so much stuff, everything gets diluted. I, I like, agree with is you. I, I think that's why it's less. Exciting. I agree with you 100. percent Like, like at what point did they stop selling? Was it the orc buggy, the old one? Like, or like there was some oh, orc that, like, which was embarrassing that it was on their store. If I'm honest, but like the well, the second edition model. Yeah, like it's probably one of the original plastic. Well. It is, yeah. It was one of the certainly like one of the original plastic kits. It's crazy how old that was. Yeah, <laughs> like this up to like last year or whatever it was. But I would say that there is one Just before these most recent buggies. Yeah, yeah what... they still sell the pewter Gorka Morka, um, uh, uh, Death Copter. Like if you want to buy a Death Copter from Games Workshop right now, it is a Gorka Morka sculpt. Um, and it used to be made of metal. I don't know if it still is. Wow, that's mental. Um, but my point, my point is. Um, is that there is one thing to say that it requires like it's a, unlike Magic the Gathering. There's a longer lead time on like so when you do your new Sisters of Battle, for example, um, like you might have a bunch of the old Sisters of Battle models which you already have painted up and ready, and of course you want to upgrade, but that might take you anything from I don't know like two or three months to to a year to kind of get them painted up and put like ready to to play in a tournament or to play games with your friends. Um, and so, like you know, you're using the older ones or whatever the situation is for that time. So I think, I think that like making, like I think Magic the Gathering, it, like you instantly get the card. There's no work. You're done. Like it could just take yeah. hours, hours just to build a model. Like so, like that's before you get onto the painting thing. So I think that um, I don't think they should sell anything old. Like I, I agree with you 100. percent I just think um, I think that it's slight, like it's slightly different sometimes to talk about Warhammer because it takes longer to put together and, and, and get on the tabletop. And that's what's really weird, because probably this is what's really interesting. Let's give, let's say there's like six months from like book release to like an FAQ update, and sometimes it's not the case, mm-hmm. and definitely only a year. I would say that from a army coming out with book um, to when it drastically changes via FAQs and other things, is probably the same amount of time 
that is it it takes you to produce said army from scratch <laughs> like, yeah. i would say that's about sure. the same if you're if you're hustling too yeah yeah like it's about it's about the same right like so like you get the the new like you've never done orcs before and you see right beast snaggers i'm in and you start getting a bunch you're like okay some orc boys and all that other stuff i reckon it'll take you like six months to a year to kind of get that tabletop like ready and then like and then you're like oh everything's changed it's <laughs> about the same period of time uh which is pretty wild so um but i'm anyway doesn't i like there's no criticisms like i just i just think it's really fascinating as a journey for hobbyists i just so i think i think there's first of all there's a comment in the chat there that i just saw that was um people are liquidating their orc armies um right now buy them buy them i mean if especially if they're rebased on a 32s <laughs> buy them like the old orc boys are still gonna be orc boys and that's what i'm i think that's maybe i'm not making my point very well but like if you look at the Cities of Sigmar, and maybe this is wrong, but, like, Cities of Sigmar took, like, a stew of, like, basically, like, forgotten children and put them all together and allowed you to repurpose them. Like, like your dwarves and your, 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 your men and your elves can all be spearmen, if I'm not mistaken. Like, there's no dwarf spearmen, or am I wrong about no, that? There are no dwarf spearmen, correct. There's just City of Sigmar spearmen, right? So, like, that's a creative way to take a bunch of, like old models and make them have use and i think we could have had just mixed art like everything could be a space marine and people who have the old space marines use the old space marines and people who have new space marines use new space marines a rhino could look like 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 a new rhino could just be the impulsor and that's just what rhinos look like now you know like the the 20 <laughs> the 2020 ford fiesta looks a little different from the 2019 Ford Fiesta, does basically the same thing. That's all I'm saying. Like, you don't even necessarily need to say that that old Ford Fiesta has to, like, no longer be played. You could say both models have the same rules. But instead, they maintain two, basically two model lines for the same faction. And I think that's kind of dim. D- kind of dim. But, yeah, I actually was having but, this know. conversation this morning about, um, about Age of Sigma 3 because... Um, uh, we've got like we're in a really weird position where we've got the Stormcast definitely coming out with a Codex uh, or Battletome, right? But we might the Cruel Boys um, might not be getting their own Battletome, or at least it won't be anytime soon. And instead, we'll be going into an amalgamated Orc book. Um, is the current Scuttlebutt, um, which will be the first time that they've done a release, and then like because a lot of the books that like you were talking about with Cities were amalgamations, and we were kind of done. Everything was everything was coalesced together. And it was like, okay, we're going to get the Cruel Boys now. Like they're a new, they're a new faction, but it looks like they're just going to be right. an a, an addition to an existing faction, um, which is uh, super weird. And you know, and there is a lot of like old sculpts, not as old as forty k, but a lot of old sculpts which kind of have like, a, in my opinion, a target on their back. Like a lot of those Cities mm-hmm. of Sigma models, uh, there's a bunch of stuff that's just like not long for this world, in my opinion. Not going to make it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think they're going to uh- make it. Um, and of course, it doesn't yeah. really benefit the company for that to be the case, where you can use models from twenty or so years ago. They want you to buy new stuff, right? Like, because if you're a one army hobbyist, they're gonna wanna they wanna gonna wanna hit you at some point so you can refresh. But like, I think this this gets back to again, like, how do you so like from just like a a, a company perspective and keeping people interested perspective? This is an interesting interesting thought because to me. Like I think you've you you may have said like uh, this may have been talked on the show, but just the idea that like GW needs to have a little more self esteem because to me, you know, the guy who has his tactical marine box since 1999, 
and is pissed at you if you change anything about it. That's not who you care about. What you care about is the guy who has the tactical marine box, the tactical 2.1 marine box, and whatever. The person who's buying it, not because they have to, but because, oh my god, that's so cool! You know, like, the person who you're going to put something in front of, and they're just going to be so excited about what you just came up with, which, by the way, the Cruel Boys, I don't know anything about AOS, but I stared lovingly at most of those photos for a very long time. Hashtag Cruel Boys. You know, people, if you, if, if, if you just do stuff that's super cool, which, by the way, fundamentally, I think that's why we spend every Tuesday kind of talking about this is because fundamentally we think a lot of these things are super cool. If you keep doing that and just believe in what you're doing and you focus on the product and you focus on making good rules for it and all that kind of stuff, the sales will happen for you. You know, like all that stuff's going to happen. So I guess I'm kind of rambling, but I think you just, just believe in what you're, believe in the thing, Games Workshop, believe in yourselves because I think it's fundamentally awesome and you don't have to do all this stuff to like wring every dime out of everybody that just annoys people, makes them feel, makes them feel unappreciated. Um, yeah, I agree. I just think just focus on the fact you make cool shit because that's the best bit. It's yeah. super fun, and like, and that's a, a key takeaway for me. Like, um, uh, yeah, they don't have to market cynically. I think Iron Gutsman. I think if anything, yeah. if ever there was a criticism that I lay at them, and I think it's a justified one, is that they just don't have to be such a predatory business, which is that 40k app, the Warhammer Plus stuff, and all that other stuff. They don't have to be it because we're already a willing audience that wants to buy. Like it's such an easily marketable yeah. product, and they decide to take uh, to quote Goonhammer. Uh, they 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 could have chosen compliance, and instead they chose violence. Um. <laughs> I mean, by the way, you you I've heard you use the predatory business practices thing a little bit, a lot, which I find a, a bit much. Um, I think I think any capitalist I, would find that, but uh, that's that's my belief is that uh, there are a lot of predatory well, okay. business practices. Okay, so that I think that's maybe the context we need here. Uh, is yes, is that um, I? I think there's a lot more that I, I think there are a lot more inefficiencies than predatory. That would be that would probably be the nice way of saying that. I think, you know, I think the point you made about taking some of that hundred million pounds extra that they made and investing it back into their products that aren't models. Um, that's where I think they, they they could really go a long way. If they actually put more into what they were creating, they're gonna get they're gonna they're gonna get oodles more out of that um, than by you know charging five bucks a month on a on a Warhammer Plus app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us give us more and better stuff, and we will continue to to eat it up. We will continue to advertise for free. I don't think we'll even I don't think even more. Even, Just like like why wouldn't you like if you make X amount on product. No, and I know what you're going to say because th you're right. Let's just cut the fucking business up, sell it to everyone in India, yeah, and then we're fucking done, baby. Yeah, like I know, no. I know the, I know the. Hey, look, if there's, if there's one, if there's one thing that you can say about Games Workshop is that they have been very committed to not doing that. I know they, had, my they point, could have done that ages ago. My point is, is why wouldn't you reinvest in your business, right, and make your product better? I know what yeah. your answer is going to be because it's the answer of like many a business. Um, although I just don't, I think that's put that's put Games Workshop, Warhammer, and also all of society on a perilous fucking cliff edge sometimes. Uh, and I'd like to just step back, set up a nice little camp, get out whatever the fuck smalls are, um, get myself a ginger beer, sit with my friends, and tell some jokes in a very relaxed, comfortable, friendly way. That's where I'd like to be. If that analogy made sense at all, which I don't think it did.
whatever. Right. Should we go? Should we? Should we love? You should we charge should... more for tournaments, though. Oh yeah, just, just way so more you know. for tournaments. Do you want to just tell us why? What's your thoughts? Yeah, that kind of capitalism's fine, but Games Workshop, no, those guys are predators. However, Rob, may I suggest if you make, being if you more, make more if you if you spend more money on t- if tournament tickets are more expensive, then the tournament organizers can reinvest that in making their product better, or they could not, and they could be predatory and just use all that money to fuck about. Depends where you want to go, Val. Yeah. So here you go. Here you go. What you got to do is you got to get yourself. You got to go out. You buy one share. You buy one share of Games Workshop stock. Mm-hmm. You Then you start going to all the meetings and you start an investor revolt. You start saying, we don't want your 2% dividend. You keep your dividend. You take that money. You be like Amazon and you put that money back into the business. And you take the share price and you grow it 1 billion more percent. That's what we want. But instead... They really, they, they're committed to taking what they call, I believe, true free cash or something like that, or true true profits, and paying it out to shareholders. That's where their money goes. It goes to shareholders, and um, perhaps shareholders, if there were more shareholders that said, hey, actually, we'll make more money if you put that back into the company, maybe maybe you'd see, uh, maybe you'd see a little bit more innovation and uh, investment in their product. So there you go. Start a shareholder. You want a revolution, man? Go buy some stocks. I no, I don't. All, all I ever do, all I ever, all I ever ever do, and in fact, I did it last night. Sometimes when I wonder about my place in the world, I just watch clips on YouTube of The Big Short, and I just watch Steve Carell respond to listening to how they build those subprime mortgage loans. And every time, I just think that I need to never forget that reaction. That should never be. That's how I remember it. And I think, do you know what? Bush would have let this happen. Bush would have let this happen, and we should have (laughs) let it happen. Subprime Mortgage Zones, basically, Cities of Sigma. There you go. (laughs) That is true. They have. They've put all this shit together and sold it to us. (laughs) There you go. Collateralized model obligations. Done. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> hey, Scotty D49. Thanks for the raid, by the way. Uh, I had a rough stream that night, and I'd forgotten to end stream after sitting in my raid. I hope the stream podcast been going well, mate. Thanks, man. Don't worry about it. It's cool. I hope you're okay. It sounds like you're having a tough time. Um, just if you ever need to talk, just reach out, and we'll, we'll talk. Listen. Thanks everyone for tuning in. You've been great. Thanks to Val for another amazing conversation, as always. Um, I love you guys. You guys, and yeah, I'm a shell for Games Workshop, but I'm a, I'm more of a fanboy. But I also, you know, they make me sad too sometimes. Again, it was in sarcasm mode. If you could just in <laughs> for the Tuesday show in the future, if you guys are making any comments and it's sarcastic. Just... By the way, I've noticed that you're calling it the Tuesday show. Don't think I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> don't think I didn't notice that. Oh, thought I got away with that for a bit, but that works. That works. <laughs> Anyway, I love you loads. I love you Twitch chat. You're all great. Uh, I can't wait. If you want to hear more 40k, 40k Thursday show, the Spice Center. Uh, well, sorry, not the Thursday show. So sorry. The 40k show that's on Thursday, but isn't the Thursday show <laughs> of 40k. You'd be the other Thursday show. Now it's really like. hard uh, to, to even talk about the fact that we have one on. You've made it difficult. I have to re-explain myself. <laughs> uh, you see what you've done there. 
Uh, you haven't, but you could you could take it because like you you're before us in in, in your GMT. Like you you could dominate the 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 uh, the time zones. You're just before everything else, no. so you can you can just take it right back. We could be the other Thursday show. The, the uh, I prefer the uh, I prefer the Spy Center, the 40k Spy Centers. Spy Center's good. It's a great name. The Thursday Spy Center. Yeah, yeah. Center. Right, you're great. A big shouts out to everyone. Thanks for listening, subscribing, being part of the show. You're all brilliant. Thanks very much, Val. Thanks very much. We'll see you guys soon, and have a nice day.